Welcome back to Blazing Trails. I'm your host, Michael Revo from Salesforce Studios. Today, we're bringing you a conversation about Web3 that was recorded at this year's Dreamforce. We're here in San Francisco at Moscone Center, and it feels great to be back with all the live energy of a live event. And in the spirit of innovation, we're going to talk today a little bit about Web3. So here today in our Dreamforce Today studio is Mark Mathieu, Vice President of the Web3 Studio here at Salesforce. I'm also joined by Devin Wenning, who is the former president of eBay, and Erica Wicksneed, who uh, is the CMO of Adidas Originals and head of Adidas Studio. So welcome, everybody. Okay, great. Devin, I wanted to start it with you and just get an overview of Web3 right now. What's happening? What's the impact? Can you give us an overview? I think there's something very important happening on the internet and what's important particularly for enterprise customers to understand is the early markers can be confusing or speculative, but that doesn't mean that the underlying change to the internet is not relevant or important. Mm -hmm. The web has gone through three distinct phases of both technology and business model changes and they've had an impact on billions of people around the, the world. The first generation of the internet was very simple technology and you could sort of go to somebody's site and read things and look at them and it wasn't a very rich experience. The second version of the internet as we got bigger networks and richer technology and streaming video and contributions and mobile was the beginning of transactional internet where you could buy things or you could contribute and it was the rise of social networks. Yeah. All of these changes were precipitated by the technology evolving. And now we're in the third, the beginning of the third major shift to the internet. And just like the other two, there's some early things that are happening that are a bit crazy, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't confuse the things that get a lot of press, like the price of uh, cryptocurrency yeah. or what an NFT sold for with the changes to the internet, which can be thought of as read, phase one, read, write, phase two, read, write, own, phase three. Yeah. And those are changes like a universal identifier, universal money, uh, and the decentralization of data, meaning consumers and people get their data back from big companies that take it today. Yeah. So. Overall, we're talking about a very big change. Yeah. It will bring with it a lot of business model changes. And it's important, I think, to be curious right now rather than skeptical. Yeah, yeah. Well, these are really fundamental changes. Big things. And Erica, I wanted to kick it to you right now and hear about how you're working on this at Adidas and you know, working in this new environment and making real things happen. So much of this is theoretical. So Tell me about what's happening at Adidas right now. Yeah, so we started this initiative as a very grassroots um, exploration into what are the values going to be underpinning this new generation of the internet and really the communities and the collective that are building it uh, from the ground up together. And one of the things we identified early on is this is going to be about shifting the power back to the collective 
and giving them the ability to own their identity, um, give them the ability to also have interoperability with how they want to show up in the world, both in their virtual realities and their that's going to very much influence their offline realities and their interactions with everyday people. Yeah. And these themes are playing out today with a much younger generation. We're seeing signals of how it shows up in gaming right now with Generation Alpha, you know, spending a lot of their times building and creating together in platforms like Roblox. So it's going to be a parallel that's going to happen with the building of this new internet. And so we didn't want to come in as a marketing gimmick. We saw it as a much bigger paradigm shift and to really stand with this new generation of creators. And so what we wanted to do was come in as a partner and supporter of that community in the collective. So the step that we took was to partner with some of the most credible communities that are establishing Web3 culture today. And that's the Board Ape Yacht Clubs, the Pixel Vault, um, Punks Comics, as well as G-Money, who's a luminary educator helping to onboard people to the space. And so with their support, we launched the Into the Metaverse NFT, and that was basically a membership token that was issued that people could purchase. And with the purchase of that token, they're now getting access to limited edition redeemables, to exclusive experiences, and they're going to be part of creating what's this new Adidas in Web3. Yeah. I mean, it's all about the opportunity to deepen the relationship with, with the customer and with the creator community. I mean, Mark, can you talk a little bit about the opportunity for brands to use this new technology to deepen that relationship? Yeah, what's interesting in what Devin shared with us in this evolution of you know read to read write and read write own yeah. is that in a way uh, Web3 is putting back the power of the internet into the hands of the creators and the users of the internet, mm -hmm. which means that uh, you know people are no longer consumers, right. but they are really stakeholders of your brand and also members of your community. Yeah. And so this idea that the, the, the person that you're talking with is no longer, you know, the audience is, talking, is, uh, is listening. No, the audience is not listening. The audience wants to contribute, to collaborate, to co-innovate, yeah. you know, and, uh, and it's really a, a totally new uh, um, concept because not only they want to do all of that, they also want to co-benefit. Right. And so you're going to have to, as a brand, as a marketer, to engage your community, both in your content creation, in your brand building, but also in some of your IP ownership, in some of your revenue streams. And that's going to be a game changer yeah. for the way brands are built. Yeah, I mean, when you think about right now, the, the structure of the relationship between the brand that owns the content and that owns that relationship, and then that data being freed now and being more of a collaboration. Devin, can you talk about what that's going to look like? Where the, you know, everybody's been wanting first party data to own that relationship, to own the data. That's really going to change now. What is that going to mean? Well, I think it has the promise of true peer-to-peer -peer commerce. There's very little commerce today that's peer-to-peer. -to -peer. Right. Even that that looks peer-to-peer -peer is fully intermediated. Yeah. And what that intermediation means is higher cost, and it also means that your data is not your data. Right? There are intermediaries that are monetizing that data, and they are adding costs to the experience. Um, the promise of a Web3 commerce experience mm -hmm. is for brands a direct relationship with their customers, right. and for, say, horizontal e-commerce experiences, much more peer-to-peer, -peer, decentralized, 
lower cost and much more data friendly, privacy friendly. Yeah. I think people are fine giving their data up when it's for a good purpose. They're not fine with lack of portability of their data. They're not fine with not having the economic value of their data. Mm -hmm. That's the promise of where this platform shift can take us. Yeah, and Erica, is this, as you think about building this program at Adidas, is that built into it where identity is going to change, the relationship with data is going to change? How do you think about that? Absolutely. We've even stopped calling them consumers because yeah. we think the consumption age is very much over. We're talking about them even beyond community. They're now co-founders. Yeah. And so we're building decentralization into new business models where the stakeholders of the token are actually helping co-create new value creation models. What does that mean in a yeah. simple way? <laughs> we're about to reveal um, an airdrop. We just did the world's largest airdrop by volume last May. And this is going to usher in a new generation where our co-founders and the community members are going to be able to co-create Adidas, let's say wearables, um, other sorts of products, collectibles that they can take into their Web3 lives, but can also have transferability into their offline worlds as well. So we're going to start with small pilots um, as we start to explore how this works, because there's totally new economics models that we'll have to work out and figure out. Um, but that is our ambition, and that's the intent that we established when we came out from the onset. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. But this, it's a huge technology change in addition to change management, business model, et cetera. Mark, how do you think about that in terms of, okay, if I'm thinking about taking my company in this direction, what does that technology investment look like? How do, how do I need to learn and figure this out? I often say it's a great time to experiment. Yeah. And by the way, you need to start experimenting with your own money before you experiment with the brand or the company <laughs> money. So, you know, starting by, you know, as an individual, you know, getting a, a wallet, a MetaMask yeah. or whatever, buying an NFT, minting it. And, and that's the number one thing. One of the things we know is going to be critical is education. So Salesforce is actually investing a lot in you know, trailheads development because that's going to be critical, is yeah. learning. This is a technology uh, where you know, people are going to need to understand enough not to operate it, but to be able to invent new ways for their brand to show up. Right. It's not going to be about replicating what we used to do in Web 2 right. and transporting it into Web 3. When you look at some of the early examples of, uh, of brand you know, using Web 3, including Adidas, you went and you partnered with you know, people like Bay, uh, Board Ape Yacht Club yeah. or you know, Pixel Vault because it was important for you to actually collaborate with people who had you know, dared to go in uncharted water. It's very easy for brands to replicate, and I think we've done that a lot in Web 1 and in Web 2, yeah. you know, old models. Here you're going to need to rethink IP, right. rethink you know, how you, you know, uh, engage your community, give them part of the true ownership of not just you know, content creation, but really ideation and community management. And as you said, you know, even rethinking a collection, yep. you know, why would you do it yourself when you can have an army of marketers, of collaborators that are actually willing to show up and help you do your business? It's a radical transformation. Yeah. And I'm curious how it's going to change the relationship between companies and creators. I mean, we've seen, I mean, 
at eBay, for example, you have a huge community that all interacting together, and we see it in so many other spaces with user-generated content, et cetera. Is that going to become the model of how companies operate? I it's think such it, a huge change. Well, I think it's a core <laughs> use case, and it's one of the central reasons that this sort of not-so-quiet revolution is going on, because yeah. creators of all kinds, whether they are sellers, whether they are bands, poets, mm -hmm. uh, you know, think about content in the broadest of sense. Yeah. Today, the ability for that long tail of creators to monetize is driven through platforms who really dictate the terms. Yeah. That's the fact. They say, here's what you can sell it for, here's how much we're going to take, and here's what the data rights are, which tend to be it's our data. Mm -hmm. The real benefit of this, and I think the early sweet spot, is that creators will own their content, creators can charge what they want, creators will own their uh, data, and that's a really very profound change. Companies are going to have to recognize that and adopt to that. Mm -hmm. So for creators, that sense of ownership and control, more than anything, is a driving force. I think that the evolution from an enterprise and corporate perspective is Let's not try to fight this. Yeah. Let's figure out how we can work with it, and then your community will come to you rather than fight you. Right, right. Well, I think for everybody who's looking at this and wondering how to get started, I just I want to ask, and maybe Eric, I'll start with you. How, how should you think about it? What, uh, what, how can you bring this back to your teams and start thinking about how can we participate and lead in this, in this new revolution? Yeah. I think the first thing I would recommend to any business operator, no matter what sector industry you're in, is start with understanding your values and get a wide group of people, a very wide cross-organizational team together to explore what is this new space and how does it make sense for where you want to go as a brand, where you want to go as a business, how you want to start to be competitive in the future. And then I think to Mark's point, start even testing um, quite small, and internally to begin, start to get curious about the space and share learnings, you'll understand very quickly it is a high barrier to entry. It's difficult to use the technology right now. It does require um, you know, some of the same resilience it required for people that were passionate about VR in the beginning. Yeah. So start to play with it yourselves inside the organization and have fun and be curious. And then when you're really exploring what could be the use cases to be applied, that's where I would start to go deep and have deep conversations around what could be a concept the organization might want to pull together. But again, keep it wide because you'll learn very quickly that, as Devin was saying, this is a paradigm shift that's going to completely change and force you to have conversations about risk to legal, treasury, tax, all facets of the business, well beyond any one seat in the C-suite. So everybody really does need to come together and embrace whatever it is you want to bring forward and move forward as a company. Wonderful. And Mark, can you give us uh, a little bit of perspective from Salesforce point of view, how we're thinking about this right now? So Salesforce um, has started a pilot, you know, NFT cloud pilot, uh, which allows uh, brands to actually you know, end-to-end um, uh, -to, -end to use Salesforce uh, technology and platform, click, no code, to actually mint, uh, sell, and manage NFTs. Uh, but more importantly, to start to, you know, make their CRM Web3 ready. In a way, you know, we're going to see a new world where 
It's no longer just about your email or your phone number or the cookie, yeah. but it's going to be about the wallet data and starting to be able to uh, uh, put those data signals into your CRM, into your CDP, mm -hmm. so that you can actually you know, get all those you know, new relationships with customers you know, into your future way of managing a richer customer experience, you know, bringing Web3 data, Web2 data, and, and in the end, creating you know, a better experience for the customer but also an experience where the customer can become that stakeholder, that co-founder that Erica was talking about. And, uh, and I think that that's what we're preparing, is, is really starting to build the foundations for you know, companies to bridge from Web2 into Web3. Um, I, you mentioned I'm you know, uh, part of this uh, Web3 studio, which yeah. we actually call ourselves co-founders, to your point. Yep. And uh, we are actually helping companies work internally with ecosystem partners and with Salesforce to actually figure this out, figure their you know, strategy, their roadmap, the capabilities that they need to build up because nobody has invented it yet. Everybody is still figuring out. We are at the very, very early stage yeah. of Web3. Yeah. Well, it's an exciting time, and we're out of time right now, but um, Devin, thank you so much for joining us. Mark, thank you. And Erica, thanks for joining today. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right.